0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the FN story. We're changing gears a little bit going back to one of the OG creators. You guys probably seen his work, used it, done a bunch of different things, completed a bunch of different challenges because of the man right here. Squatting dog. How's it
1: going, bro? What is up? I'm stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Thanks
0: for joining. And um my first memory was going on Reddit and seeing one of your maps and being able to like actually complete challenges. Now there's way too many challenges to to get through for me to even care about, but um why did you even decide to start like doing stuff like that?
1: That's a that's a great question. You know, honestly, like back in that day, there was just like it was the wild west, dude. Like Nobody knew what was going on, and still to this day, it carries up in terms of storyline. But like, most of the most players were like, "What is a battle pass?" Because they that they I think Epic Games curated that idea in some respects of like uh, like creating something that is progressive over time that causes players to come back. And so I think a lot of players were just really confused. And I have a design background, and I. Back in the day, loved playing uh, Super Mario uh, sixty four. It was like where you would collect battle stars, like or I guess, not battle stars, but stars. And I had this massive book. Uh, I remember as a kid, like where I would peel it back and like look for these things, like religiously, because I wanted to beat the game hundred percent. So I have like a little bit of completionist inside of me as well. And so when I started playing Fortnite, and they started releasing these secrets that were around, and players were on the Reddit like. What is a battle star, you know? And I was like, you know what? I think I should, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a guide together, like a cheat sheet, because I want to complete everything, and I know others will too. So I started putting these little sheets together, and I had no clue, like at the impact that they would have on the community. And so th- that's kind of my upbringing. That's how I started. That's how I got into the Fortnite community, and that's how I started to get to getting to know people in this community. And uh, yeah, the rest is kind of history.
0: Yeah, it's awesome because you launched into like a big creator. You're now one of the more notable creators in Fortnite, which is cool to see you go from posting challenge maps on Reddit to now like you ask most people, they know who you are. You create content, you create maps. There's a lot of different yeah. aspects of the game that you've jumped into. So, credit to you. I really uh, respect what you've done because it's awesome. Um, also. Just for like my own personal understanding, how the heck yeah. did you get those done so quickly? Because like by the time I would wake up, and oh. I'm normally a person that would wake up pretty early when the challenges would come out, how did you get them like completed and out almost in a heartbeat?
1: What's crazy is um, I'm in the West Coast. When an update goes live, it would go live around like two a.m. or three a.m. For the last probably four years. I have gotten up every, like, Thursday or Tuesday or whenever the update is. I would get up an hour before, look at leaks from leakers that have, like, looked through the the map already, try to figure out what assets I would need to curate to be able to put pins together. So for that first hour, we're talking 1 a.m., I'm designing pins that I think are going to correspond with, like, that that cheat sheet. And then... Uh, It goes live and I am out there on the field looking for, trying to complete the challenges as quick as humanly possible so that I have the exact coordinates of where these things are. And I wouldn't actually complete them because if you picked up, let's say there's like find seven gnomes, but there's 21 gnome spots. The moment that I pick up number seven, I then can't see gnomes anymore on the map. So, I can't even complete the challenges. I have to somewhat complete the challenges. So I would do them very, very, very quickly. And I, you know, posting on Reddit is actually a unique, it's it's a curse and a gift because people are very opinionated and will, will share very honestly with you. It's not like they're not following you. They're like, you're a part of, R-sub. It's that that's kind of the mentality. Yeah. And so if you post anything incorrectly, you just get <laughs> destroyed. And so I was, all of my content's been like built in that furnace. So it's been polished to nobody's extent. So that's been my process for the past, like four or five years is just like getting in on the ground level and making that happen. And nowadays it's a little bit easier. I have an app in the app star, store called squatting dog for Fortnite. It does the same thing. It, it essentially give, helps you find everything that you're looking for, uh, but it's in an interface that is much more enjoyable and palatable for, for players. So you can just have it on your phone and you can zoom in on what you're looking for, click on it, complete it on your phone as well. So that's been more of where we've been moving all okay. of these things from, which has changed a little bit of like the, the hype and the nostalgia of these maps, but it's way more helpful as a tool
0: yeah i would imagine so i mean even anything you could use on your phone especially because most people playing probably don't have multiple screens like we do right so you need somewhere to be able to look at it and not tap out if you're playing on a console heck you can't be going on uh reddit anyway so you need some experience that's cool um so app og to then kind of big creator doing maps as well and um let's talk about the og season because for me Uh it's been so nice the game feels really fresh and like clean Mm. to play i feel like the last few seasons the game hasn't really felt like crisp i I don't know if Mm. you felt this but it always seems like there's some little performance issues that limits how the game feels um and this season coming back to the og i mean we just had another update this morning going to season six, but it feels great. Like I love playing the game and I've had a bunch of people reach out to me that I used to play with like years yeah. ago. Like, yo, what is Fortnite OG? I want to play. Um, and I'm sure you've played, but like, what, what are your thoughts on how the season's going? And did you think this would work?
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, yes, I, obviously it will work. It, nostalgia and Fortnite are hand in hand. I think like Epic, flirts with nostalgia constantly, right? Like, whether or not Tilted's going to be blown up was a concept in chapter one that was, like, flirted with the entire time until they decided to actually blow it up. And then there was this epic, you know, community appeal. So Epic does a good job of, like, listening, but not necessarily delivering. They deliver it in a very particular way, right? Like, it's very unique in when they did this. And I don't think it was ever, you know, uh, Donald's... Big plan, Donald Mustard's plan to come back. This is like outside of, I think, Donald's vision, which is interesting. But you can see the impact, I think, of to to like the, the way I articulate it is most likely everyone that we've kind of interacted with online or whatnot has played Fortnite. Everybody yeah. listening to this podcast has pl- has played Fortnite. Most people have touched the game. The reason for their departure is going to be specific to them, but possibly because of just the skill set change that has happened. And so I think like when you say hey, the glory days are back without having context of what it is like anymore, you're coming back whether or not, you know, you you want to and it, and hopefully their systems carry those players a little bit more kindly than throwing them in with a sweat you know they're going to probably be in a few bot lobbies but they're going to be like oh my gosh i'm back on this island that i (laughs) loved back then like remember when we did that there remember when we did that there like all of that's just going to be a euphoric experience for them and i think that that is a crucial element to why there are so many players i think you can only do nostalgia for so long though and so that's where gameplay has to carry that's where like Items and, and the way that they're doing it where it's like a season a week where it's like there's a cadence, a speed, uh, a delivery that's happening That's I think will keep us going to their bigger announcements, which I'm very excited for for the future of Fortnite. But ultimately, I was kind of like saying, like, well, n- nostalgia doesn't always carry but they're doing a great job in how they're delivering this. They're not just giving us the OG map and just sitting on it. They're giving us an, an evolution of the OG map that I think will constantly carry players. And that was the thing that I was mostly worried about is like six million players playing this game at the same time is amazing. But like you could peak like a lot of like our creative maps do this. They like peek really hard and then they die really hard. And so I'm hoping that Fortnite's plan of like the evolution of the map Keeps players like, oh, planes. I forgot about planes. I got to play that. I got to play next week. Like, oh, you know, like they just like this reoccurring element of coming back, I think is huge for them.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great way to re-implement this and not sit on this for like an unknown period of time. We all know this is is short-lived, and so it's like, oh, I I need to play before this goes away. And I, I think that piece of it is part of why we saw Fortnite peak at the most players that ever did last weekend, because everyone that has any idea what's going on within the game was like, well, I haven't played in a while, but I definitely want to check this out. And everyone has that stage, that memory of like here at Dusty Divot with my boys, the OGs, we're playing the game and this happened and I need to get them back on. And I I would agree. I think they're doing it really well. I think if they tried to make this like a normal three-month season, I don't know that it has the same... Yeah. vibe afterwards. I think during it it would go pretty well, but I think afterwards mm. people would be like, yeah, I don't know. The OG map wasn't really that great. And I, I think most people don't realize that. Like the way the yeah. game is now, the OG map is not made for current Fortnite, but it works yeah. a week at a time.
1: I love seeing the clips of people trying to swim like in the outer rim of the water. They're like, yeah, I could just jump in this and then they die. <laughs> like there's people that are like Go into Loot Lake and they're like, yeah, I could probably navigate this. And they're walking so slow. There's just like, yeah, we, we've evolved from this point. And I think that that's like another thing that maybe Fortnite's trying to do is like, all right, you want you want the old map back? Here you go. I don't know if you remember these things, but we're not going to spend, you know, four months on this. We're going to give you one month of your glory days so that you can like have that taste in your mouth of like, oh, yeah, when I use this AR... The bullets don't even go in the direction I'm aiming it. You know, like, <laughs> like, there's just some weapons that we're like, like, oh, thank goodness that we have this, you know, the red dot now or whatever. So I do think like the they they they're doing it right. Uh, I think players are going to have an appreciation for where we've come to, uh, while still having a lot of fun. And I think that that's ultimately the plan with the, doing this a month is like, let's just give players a lot of fun in a nostalgic way. And uh, let's 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 show them what we have planned. More importantly, and I think that that's the goal. Is like they're trying to capture a lot of players to come back, and then deliver them. Hey, do you know what we're doing with Lego? Hey, do you know what we're doing with racing? Hey, do you know what we're doing this new chapter? Like they want to deliver these these new ideas, uh, so that if you're a player that like goes, oh wait, Fortnite's more than just a BR, like. That concept isn't very regular for a lot of people. And Epic is trying tirelessly to communicate that. Obviously, I think creative isn't necessarily the best way to do that because they aren't broadly showing showing off those experiences. They're mostly just keeping experiences that have been there consistently over time. And so it's hard to be able to show like, oh, yeah, it's an open world thing when they don't have any open world thing in creative. So I think like it coming from them will be important but also them moving us in that direction. A lot of creators are going to be excited to then have the ability to build accordingly. So, yeah, I, yeah.
0: The launch of next season will be just as important to see if you can translate these players that are going to play for the yeah. OG into more than just coming on playing a couple times this month and then going back to whatever they normally do and, I'll be interested to see how it how it turns out. We we both know the start of the season will be huge. Fortnite mm-hmm. typically booms at the start of every chapter, every season. Um yeah. some more than others, but I would love to see them be able to capture it and i think now more than ever they have that onboarding process of hey here's zero builds if you want want to play hey you can play against a bunch of bots hey here's unranked here's ranked if you want to try something similar but Mm -hmm. maybe a little more difficult so there's more than just jumping in like you used to and getting dumped on if you run into you know let's say a pro player that happens to wind up being in your lobby so They've done a better job, and I'm interested to see the creative part you mentioned. I'm I'm really curious because that's something I've been spending my time on learning recently. I know you've put yeah. out a few maps, but they have so many awesome experiences, and I feel like they just uh. get buried. And then yep. every once in a while, like the only up, that craze uh-huh. wasn't even anything spectacular, but everyone wanted to play it. And it, I think at the same time, it shows the amazing isn't always intricate right sometimes right right simple is what it is and that's what this OG season is um but what has your experience been in general with creative making maps do you work with a team is it you you seem like a guy that puts a lot on your shoulders so uh, I
1: am that guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um my whole thought with 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 creative is just like okay, like, they're, they're paying people to create. Like, that, it's not just like a, like, let's do this in my free time. Like, no, like, it's they, they want to be a platform. Like, I think that's crucial to realize. It's like, Epic Games wants to be more of a platform than a, than a VR. Like, way more. And so in order for that to happen, a lot of things need to happen. One, they need to figure out their mobile situation because, like, <laughs> mobile devices were a huge part of the plan and uh, I know that that got sidetracked with Apple, but, like, they're... When you create an experience, you have to keep all players in mind, you know? And a lot of kids, you know, are on their mobile devices, and they're wanting to play wherever they can play. And so I think, like, when we're building these experiences, you know, if a kid's playing on their mobile device, and they're playing a really silly game, like Flappy Bird or something, and and they love it, you know? they just They love that game, like... And if you can curate a Flappy Bird vibe inside of Fortnite, and it's accessible and easy to play, just as much as it is to pull up one app, you can pull up Fortnite and pull up your favorite map. Uh, If you can play that same way, like there's a value there, a huge value, Uh, because you're you're bringing people to the game. And I think that that's ultimately what Fortnite wants is like, instead of them convincing you like, hey, here's an OG season, you should come back. Hey, we uh, got rid of that weapon you don't like, please come back. You know, they want you to come back. They want you to play. But if that power shifts into creators' hands, where, you know, your favorite content creator, A 30 uh, stops playing Fortnite for <laughs> Rockstar or something, <clears throat> and all of the players go with them because they love them so much. But if that guy comes back and is like, hey, I made something really incredible. I really didn't like how there wasn't enough, I don't know, thrones in the game and I am the king. So if you want to <laughs> come and play my map, come check it out. <clears throat> now that power shifts, right? Like the content creators are the ones that are bringing new people to the game. Ultimately, that's what what you as like uh, a business like as YouTube, you know, you want more people to utilize that tool. And so I think like that is where Epic it wants themselves to be, you know, like not just a BR, you know, but as it's like this full on like platform, I think like when that shift is starting to happen, I want to be on the cusp of it. So I, when, when UEFN came out, I was like, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to really understand this. I want to, I want, not only do I want to understand it, but I want to, I want to push the boundaries. And it feels kind of like early app store days where like, big companies create an app, but also like these little indie guys are like, Hey, I can do it too. And then, then there's, you're you're creating really awesome things. And for me, like I've always been a, a massive creative person. Like I can't shut off my brain. And so like, I've had worlds stuck in my head for like long, a long time. Like I played Fortnite for a long time and I'm like, Oh, there's just so much better ways to do this and like you know you start to kind of bellyache a little bit but now it's like well put your you know put your money where your mouth is like make it and so now it's been really fun for me to be like okay like i'm going to curate and and build this world and so ultimately what i've been doing over the past like 6 months uh well 8 is building to learn so like what happens when i build an experience and players join that experience do my animations work do like uh, does it screw up the game? Like, w- in what capacity happens? And so, every map that I've curated isn't like a "I'm going for the top charts." It's more of like, I'm building this to learn ver- something very specific uh, because I want to build. I want to build all of those building blocks up to something that I really care about. And so, uh, this whole process has been wild. Uh, I recently got picked up by a team. This isn't public, so shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> you uh, just told
0: everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: the, but like we're we're building a team that is 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 trying to curate experiences that compete with Fortnite you know themselves rather than mm. discovery like we want to build an experience that players love uh i can't go into deep about that but like that is what i have planned and what i'm excited about is Uh, curating the next generation of what Fortnite looks like. I want to be on the cusp of that at all times. And I'm trying to put myself and surround myself with the right people and the right minds that also want to accomplish those goals.
0: That's awesome. And congratulations on joining a team. Thank you. Thank you. That's important to be able to work with people because then you get more done and working with people is not always easy. But if you can make it work, it's awesome. It's also, I feel like more fulfilling to work with others than it is to work with yourself. And I'm someone that struggles to do that. I feel like I struggle to delegate responsibility and properly manage stuff. So uh, I like doing it, but also at the same time, I don't because I like doing everything on my own and it it works out sometimes. Um, But going back to, to the creative side, I'm like you, but like a month and a half in. So I've sure been building these smaller, like I built a 1v1, then I built a slightly more complex box fight map and now i'm building uh, just a fun not anything to do a competitive like that's my background but i want to go competitive map kind of a more fun map competitive and then bounce those off of each other so that i have the just like you the building blocks so then create whatever heck i want and i think that's the really cool thing about uefn i was hesitant about it and actually immature gamer was the one that was like kicking me it's like dude just do it Do it. Stop telling me that you want to do something else. Learn how to do this. And the tools to just get started are awesome. And then it's like limitless as to where you want to go from there. There are, granted, like some boundaries that you'll hit based on what you want to do. Um, I have this idea. I'm sure if you guys have listened to the podcast before, you've heard me spout out what I want in a creative map. But Um, Lord of the Rings, the battle of Helm's Deep. I would love to see like that created in Fortnite and like currently the UI or not the UI, the AI for the like NPCs or zombies isn't good enough for that to work. You can't like trace them in the right paths, but one day, one day it will be created and I'm super excited for that.
1: Well, and it's what's interesting is like UEFN is just Unreal editor, but like a toddler style, you know, like it's it's like it's dumbed down from a program already. So if you look at like what Unreal is capable of and, you know, a majority of game companies are using Unreal uh, and, and, you know, film and all sorts of like companies, like not even just in our medium, but. The reality is, is if you're able to create an awesome Spider-Man game or whatever, like in Unreal, uh, that'll eventually translate, right? Like eventually the the two are just moving very slowly towards each other. And so that's why I thought like being a part of a team is really wise because you can be an expert and you know this, like you can be an expert in one thing. And you can try to be an expert in another thing and you can try it. And that's my problem is I want to just learn everything. Um, and and that's to my de- deficit because time then becomes my worst enemy. Like I just can't physically curate the things that I want to because I'm like, Ooh, no, you didn't get that animation, right? Let me like, let me help you blah, 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 blah. Like I, I can't be that way. I, I'm going to have to eventually decide, all right, where do I want to camp? And then, how do I surround myself with people that also kind of have those same like lines? Like, they're like, yeah, I'm really good at the like verse side, you know, I'm not that way. And so if I can find somebody who is like, no, I'm, I'm into this. Like I can, I can really make some cool stuff. Now we're in a, you know, symbiotic like friendship that can really cause some impact. And so I think as unreal starts coming closer and UEFNs, st- we start growing in those skills. Eventually it'll do this. And then stuff like, you know, Lord of the Rings is, is simple, right? Like in the sense of uh, what you're capable of doing. And now it's all about can you do it, right? Like do you have the skills? Do you Have you placed yourself in enough opportunities to be able to make something like that? And I think like those days are going to be really exciting. And I, I think like when we have those tools, Fortnite will not look like Fortnite at all. Like it'll be completely changed. And I, I think we're probably, you know five years out from something like that exotic so hopefully (laughs) um we haven't had an update in uefn for a little while so i'm like "Eh,
0: where's that at but
1: um yeah so I, i i agree i think like and and you know what i could aesthetically probably create that that helms deep for you right now but if you wanted to have like true like players npcs and all that stuff like doing the things that happened in that epic scene like that'd probably be pretty difficult but if you made it a br map You know, like a little or like a drop map or whatever, like that's, you can change how you look at that and then make those assets. And then when new updates come, you transform that map over time, which I think is also a really cool way to look at it. So Hmm. maybe the goal is build the map, make it look the way you want it. Uh, and then make it to where you know you drop on one side or the other. It's like red versus blue, except Helms Deep. And then like go from there. Like you give people swords, that doesn't work. Okay, you give them guns, and you're like, that's kind of weird. Like you can make those tweaks uh, over time, and then a new device comes out, and you're like, oh, I can actually make a song. I can make the the Helms Deep like full, you know, you know, audio clip of that. And so I think like it evolves over time, and and I'm excited to see your journey. I'm excited for creatives to be creative and I think like this is such a great in right now for people to jump in and I'm glad you took that that dive.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's a a way I didn't think about it because I have built out like the wall, uh the keep cool. is there and like the main yeah. island terrain has been created. I just nice. have stopped there because I'm like, uh, I can't do what I want to do, so why continue to like tease myself when I can't actually play what I want to play? But that's actually that's a really good idea. Is just implement some kind of like team deathmatch, free for all, some gun game yeah. on the map, so that way people mm-hmm. can just play it. And then once I get the tools, just be like, I already have this map. Just throw in. The, the zombies or whatever, maybe they're actual, I can create orcs and throw them running yeah. at uh, a wall. That would be really cool. Uh, thank I you also for that think, idea.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think, like, one thing that's really crucial in, in creating in creative is that um, if you have the mentality, I can't do that yet, uh, you will stop more than you will build. Uh, because there is, the reality is, is there's tons of things that cause Headaches cause problems, cause cause issues. Um, And so there are tools to fix some of those things over time, and there aren't tools to do that. And I think the reality is is getting creative enough to make something work, right? So, like, I'm interested in your map because I'm like, oh, well, you could blow up the bottom and do a cool animation, and that could be a trigger that happens inside of the game, and that's doable. Uh, You can make an orc and like have him just be like, he probably won't be as smart uh, given the tools, but you can have him animate and swing. And if any players are near that orc, they just get like batted across the map. Like you can create these types, like an environment that feels like Lord of the Rings without it being the full experience. But as it grows, as as our tools grow, so does that landscape. It's kind of like painting. Like when you paint something, sometimes sometimes painters will return to it you know they'll be like oh, I, I want that you know and they'll they'll re they'll rehash it out and i think like that's ultimately what you can do too which will be really cool to see over time
0: all right that's my next piece that i'm working on then uh let's go bro yeah that'll be fun i um my map coming out it should be out today if i have time to complete it all i need to do is the pre-game lobby left but uh-huh. back in Halo 3, Forge days, I don't, do you play Halo back oh, in the yeah. day?
1: Oh, yeah. There was oh, yeah.
0: a map on the side of one of the maps and you played with like warthogs and ghosts. Yeah. And yeah. you had to knock everybody off and it was the last man standing on that platform. So that's what I built. But like in cool. my own island and that should be coming out hope- hopefully by the time this thing is dropped. But that was like the next stage and maybe I skipped the the competitive map after <laughs> this one just go straight to making a a free for all or gun game in uh Helm's Deep.
1: Helm's Deep. I did a one just recently uh from Zanzibar. Do you remember mm. that map? The big uh, the sand hey, one? Look, it's a it's a big fan blade, a massive fan oh, blade yeah, yeah, yeah. on the on the beach. Yeah. Yep. You remember that again? yeah? Yeah,
0: there's like an I, indoor part and then you have that wall uh-huh. and then the beach and the, the blades yeah. like right in the middle, right?
1: Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. I recreated that and made it kind of like an infection map. So, like, when I played old Halo 2 days, it would be like when you can, like, sword cancel and, like, fly across, like, with your sword. Uh, they, <laughs> we, we played infection where, like, there was humans and they can only use human weapons and then the infected used the blades and tried to eliminate people. And so I pretty much recreated a style of that for for players and yeah, it's it's crazy what you can create right now. It's r- absolutely insane. And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, wow, I'm kind of like I'm kind of inspired like just mess with the tools. Like it's pretty wild. You can import assets, you can import things and have fun like trying out experiences, but ultimately, the more people that try to create fun experiences, the better Fortnite will become over time.
0: Yeah, and I think the biggest barrier to anyone including myself at the time was i don't want to have to learn this whole brand new thing but fortnite has like it's called first hour in uefn and that is like a great base to just start to understand how to even make like a 1v1 map and then like both of us just mentioned build off of that start somewhere and continue to be able to build it out and then eventually you'll be able to do whatever the hell you want and create some awesome stuff but i'm with you i mean i've years ago have said that creative is going to be the future of Fortnite. um it seems like comp is carrying it at the moment but also creators are coming back and creators are are now at the top of like if there's a bar graph of where everything is seem like competitive peaked with the uh, event at fncs and then now creators are peeking and they're kind of like mixing the two and I, I know epic wants competitive to work because those yeah. are players that continue to play the game it only makes sense to try and build something that players will continually come back to but creative yeah. one day will be like there'll be creators competitive and then creative is like not even close to anybody playing the the traditional br
1: um yeah
0: but I oh, one hundred
1: percent, one hundred percent. It's 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 interesting. Like if you look at just like how long we've been playing battle royale, like it's kind of exhausting at this point. Like there's we've been playing it for a while, and it's funny that that's like the like still one of the highest watched like types of game. Like there's something about this. Like there's a hundred players, and I'm the one person that made it out. Like there there are little uh, little innovation points that have happened over the past five years. And so I'm really, I, I think, this this is my hypothesis, I think as people start getting better with these tools, they're gonna they're, we're going to stumble across a new way to play. Like, you see this with mods a lot, right? Like, Warcraft had uh, a mod that created League of Legends. Like, we see this happen in this type of space all the time. Like, it's very, very frequent. And so Fortnite kind of hasn't, had it. I think only up was its first expression of something like that, but I'm pretty sure we're going to get to a point where like someone's going to have a formula and implement it. And it's just going to change how we play. And I, I, we haven't seen that over the past few years because creative hasn't been at a place where the tools are helpful enough to do that. And I think we're getting to a place where we're getting closer. And I do think like within the next two years, three years, Fortnite will be like, all right, here's our next BR and then somebody will create something and everyone will play that instead. And then Fortnite will be like, cool. Like that's part of the plan. So like great, you know. Like I'm curious of w- when that happens and what it'll be, but it'll be something for sure.
0: Yeah, I I am a big believer in that as well. I I still from time to time will go back and play Halo 3 custom games. That's actually where the Helm's Deep inspiration comes from. Someone uh, cool. created cool. a custom game in there. Um but yeah, yeah, being able to see someone create an entirely new game mode that had not been created, like that 5v5 MOBA in a game that traditionally is not played at all that way. And yeah. BR is cool. And now we're starting to see, like, extraction BRs and yep. all these yep. other kind of, like, spin-offs. But ultimately, someone is going to push BR to the next level. And it's probably not going to be anything any of us see. I mean, maybe, heck, one of us we'll be the one that stumble upon it.
1: Um, I'm going to do it, bro. I'm going to be there. Yeah. I, I'm 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 putting out that energy. I like I truly think like creatives win in these types of situations. Creatives win. And so if you're creative, this is a great place. <laughs> Just get involved. Like cuz there's so much opportunity. It's, it's ridiculous how much opportunity there is. And everybody's kind of at this state where, like, we're all learning together. So we're kind of in it together. We're all going through, getting our maps, like, trying to get them approved, and they're all failing together. Like, we're all doing these things and learning from each other. Like, Epic actually hasn't done the best of job of housing all of the frustrations in-house with their forums. They haven't done a good job of, like, giving us feedback of why things are broken. And so what that creates is a community outside of Epic Games in Twitter DMs and online where we're all trying to figure out our frustrations together. And so it's creating really incredible bonds and really incredible opportunities, too, to, like, interact with people that are really talented. And so... Now is kind of the time, like, because we'll all look back on, like, these few, like, this year, year and a half, two years of just, like, remember when? You know, remember when this was a thing? Because we went through it together. And I think, like, that's a crucial element to creatives is to be around creatives and be inspired by each other. And so, like, you know, even in this conversation, like... I, I would hope that this conversation inspired you to like, all right, I'm gonna actually, you know, do this. Your your conversation with immature gamer got you in on it. Like, so I think like that's the type of energy that kind of like is this snowball effect of like really, really helpful ways to to grow yourself and, and learn more and also uh collaborate in really cool ways.
0: Yeah, I think it's awesome. Like the community Fortnite has built has been able to create friendships, create partnerships. Working relationships, a bunch of different things that I don't think anyone expected. I mean, Fortnite, heck, has become the biggest game in the world and has stayed that way for years now. And so many people have created a career out of literally a single video game, which beforehand was pretty much unheard of unless you were like one of the top esports players in that game or like one of the top creators the ecosystem yeah. is amazing right now. I would love so you've created a good bit of maps. I would love to like yeah. understand what is the one you're most proud of? What is your favorite one that you, you've actually been able to play? And then what is the one that has been like the biggest headache? <laughs>
1: That's great. Um Fort Napoli is probably the one I'm most proud of. The idea of Fort Napoli is to take a twist on the pit. So the pit map super popular. Um, a lot of kids just like the mindless, like and simpleness of it, where it's just like, I know there's going to be players. I'm going to drop on them. I'm going to fight them. I I thought, well, how can we creatively do this? And so I designed a map where it took it's Monopoly inspired. Um, so there's a board that you're on, and then instead of the centerpiece being flat like all of the other pieces, it's actually dropped down. So. Okay it's a pit and then you have gold so you can drop down there you start off with like really bad weapons just gray weapons and when you eliminate somebody you get gold and so over time you can use that gold by dancing on any of the outside like let's say park place okay you dance on it uh you could flood the map or if you Hmm. dance on it the lava walls start coming in. You can dance on it, and it turns into builds mode. You can dance on it, and it turns into zero builds. You can dance it, change the entire environment of what's, wh- where you're fighting inside of the pit. It changes everything as you go. So I have this parking place one, or if you dance on the parking place, um, cars start falling out of the sky and blowing <laughs> up inside of the arena. So I just wanted to give players the ability to uh, change how they play the pit like influence it so you could like put people in jail so you can like do the jail one and then there's this massive wall and it just eats people up if they're down there and they have to run from the wall while they're still battling and 1v1ing or whatever so it creates like all of these experiences that uh players aren't like they have to be adaptable and it's so fun it's so fun uh but it's it's a little too complicated for where we're at with with players you know like i mentioned simplicity and i think that is like if you can find an idea that also has a simplistic element to it those are going to just do better because some kids don't have the time to or don't care to read <laughs> anything and so if you can fi- if they can figure it out intuitively that's always going to be your best bet so that's the one i'm most proud of i spent the most energy on and i think like actually plays really fun so if you have a group of friends and you you're like oh i want to try that like give it a go i think you'll have a blast with it um so you said most proud of <laughs> the one that was the most pain in the butt. And then what was the third one?
0: Uh, the one you like to play the most yourself.
1: Oh, I love playing my OG rats or Fortnite. Both of them are uh, built off of... Are you a Counter-Strike fan at all? Uh, no,
0: not in ours. Okay. Uh, but I understand the game.
1: Yeah, so back when Counter-Strike gave the, these types of tools to to players, they created a map called Rats. And it, the idea is, is you're as small as a rat. And so... You're in a massive. Instead of dropping, you know, on an island, you're dropping in a house or whatever, right? So, like, my my little br is like this. You you drop out of the fan from the ceiling and you fly into a home, and it's populated by rats. So, like, what what does it look like from that perspective in a rat's world? And so, I'm essentially I, I've curated this. That was my original map. It's done. It's gotten a million, so like million plus plays. Uh, people love it. It's really b- l- beloved. It's my first project. I'm like, I love it. So I play that a lot. Cause it's just like endearing to me. Like it shows me where I started. I, I animated my first duck there and it looks pathetic now. So it's just <laughs> like, there's all of these things. I'm like, I love this thing. So I've been like doing seasonal stuff with it. So I, I have a Halloween one out right now. And then I'm going to transition that to Christmas. I've got that update coming soon. Um, and then fart night is th- a- the same thing, except in a bathroom. So like, you're, you're you can go into the sewers and into the toilets and like down the shower and like in the bathtub you can you can shoot the 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 bathtub handle so the water drains and you can go down the drain like it's super involved in terms of like like movement uh, but it's a gun game so it's like you're playing with really good weapons and then you get worse weapons over time so you're like progressing mm. in that way where it's like instead of just like to complete it like just to complete it it's like no you you can play infinitely uh but the idea is you're just getting worse and worse weapons giving yourself a harder time to actually eliminate people so that's those are probably the ones that like i play the most and the one that's caused the most pain has actually been the one that i just released it's called infected it's the zanzibar map i was talking about um because i was trying to create an infected game mode and Uh, an infected game mode in Fortnite is kind of actually really difficult. The people that make prop hunts actually have a hard time too. It's similarly. Mm. Uh, But essentially what it is, is like when I eliminate you, uh, I want you to be on my team now. And ironically enough, all of these tools are available in 1.0. Like you don't even need UEFN for this. But what's also interesting is the tools don't work. And and this is the, the precipice of my frustration with UEFN. Is, like, if you use Photoshop and you select the paintbrush tool and you draw a stroke, that's going to happen. Like, it would be very weird if you clicked the paintbrush tool and a hot dog appeared (laughs) instead of a... You know? Like, that would not be okay. So, like, there are parts of UEFN that I don't know why and I don't know how. But, like, the the perfectionist inside of me dies every time. uh, Where... I say, "Hey, player one, I want you to be on a player one spawn, and then a player two spawns on it." I lose my shit. I don't know if we're sorry. Go, I, go I, for I, it. I, it's I, not. Don't worry about it. I lose it. it. I lose it, bro. I like. I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is like the the, the these aren't the rules. Like, who's designing these rules? So. I've gone insane creating that map in particular because just the tools that I'm using that are, that are supposed to work just don't. And so then I have to have somebody that is excellent at verse come in and kind of look at it and try to like force it to happen, which, you know, is not my favorite. So I think like, yeah, that's probably, probably where I'm at with it. But I am curious even for you, like what, what are you, what's the map that you're most proud of? Uh, that you've created so far you've you said you've created three right
0: yeah so there's so far? an og tilted 1v1 so basically okay. just before even the nostalgia of this i was like i want to create a 1v1 but i want to do it differently and then just like a simple plain 1v1 map um sure. and so everyone used to go into tilted there used to be little boxes you'd leave all your materials your weapons so basically created that but in creative You got to pick your loadout anyway. So instead of like having to farm all this stuff, you just click what you want. Boom, it's populated. You got to play that. Um, So that was kind of the first iteration of map making. My second one uh, is called Push Box Fights. So it's like an offense versus defense. I tried. Now, understanding the whole spawn perspective, I'll tell you about that in a second. <laughs> but I made it a 1v1 box fight map where the storm pushes the offensive player forward and then the defensive player gets to back up a couple of boxes. So, thinking of it like an end game where it's quick, like the map, a minute per round, you don't have time, the storm's coming right away, you need to either push, like the storm's coming at your back in an end game or you can back up like you're on front side of the zone and you get a little bit of space to play from. And then eventually the zone closes. That's my favorite one. Cause that's unique. It's a box fight map, sure. but people have done that before. And I wanted to do something different than just a standard, Hey, I'm putting out a box fight map to put out a box fight map. And then yeah. when I tried to create a two V two version of that, I couldn't get the spawns to work. Like mm. I just kept, I tried multiple different ways. I tried having round uh, settings to where they alternate, enabled, disabled, enabled, disabled. Doesn't want to work for some reason. And yeah, yeah I, I just stuck with the 1v1. And then the new one is that kind of like derby style vehicle destruction that hopefully comes out today. So those are like the three. I think cool. the the box fight one is the one I'm most proud of. Just because it's something new, I think it is like actually helpful to players to be able to practice. Um, yeah. And we're seeing a lot of like speed box fights and speed realistics, quick iterations of things. But this is the same thing, but s- w- with a slight twist to it that actually simulates what is going on within a game. And I have plans to upgrade that so, like, you get to play that in actual like areas of a map versus just in an enclosed box area so that's the one i've had the most fun with
1: that's cool i love it it's it's wild like how uh how many people have entered the space i i i think like that's surprised me more than i than i yeah would have imagined in the onset like i think cypher kind of jumping in and creating a full team like it was a huge kind of like I'm a big creator. I see I see the future with this. I'm going to invest in the future with this. And I think like that second part where it's like, "No, I'm going to I'm going to participate. I'm not going to let other people just do it and then decide if I want to." I think that's been the most like interesting to me is like I feel like a lot of people are like well if it's the future like why isn't it working you know like <laughs> uh so they're they kind of sit back and they're like i'll wait and see this future you have in mind uh and then there's people that are like kind of can catch a glimpse of it and then participate and i feel like i'm surprised at how many people are doing that like that shows the i think level of content that w- will be coming eventually as these tools grow but it's ex- it's an exciting time to to play fortnite like i can only imagine what it would have been like like i mean when we started this game we didn't I, no one had this vision nobody knew what could be capable uh, of this but now it's like crazy like if you really wanted to play a simulator you can do that now like if you want to do a role playing thing that's available like and i think as players lose the stigma of fortnite means br uh and we start to get into a stigma of Fortnite is a platform. I think when that those shifts start happening in players' minds, it'll it'll require some of these people that invested into this space uh to to create some really incredible things. And I, I keep using only up as an example because it was kind of a phenomenon for its time. Like, but I, I think like once we have more of those, those are on current experiences where it's not like like it it happens every week every two weeks every month like like what is the game to play inside of fortnite i think when that starts happening uh that shift will then happen and then all those naysayers are like let me see your future we'll be like oh shoot i'm late i gotta i gotta get in on this so it'll be interesting for yeah, sure i
0: don't i don't know that i mean at least in my experience i don't have many people that are like doubting Fortnite, but i also live in the competitive world where these are all people that are fully bought into the game and play way more than your average player so that that's kind of a different mindset but for Fortnite, just shout out to epic games for being able to create these tools easy enough for like anyone to understand yeah there's one thing where it's like okay you need to be a game developer to be able to create games but at the same time like Someone like me who has zero coding experience can create unique experiences within Fortnite and it makes it available for anyone. So it is amazing to see that kind of development of the the UEFN tools and creative. And they've obviously continued to build those out and will continue to build those out. So it's, it's cool to see. Um, now, would like to... This is typically competitive focus. So you did go to to the uh, global championships Mm -hmm. and I just, you know, general thoughts, like as someone that attended the event, what, what was it like? What was your favorite parts?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's crazy. Like these events are absolutely crazy. The energy is unlike, you know, anything. Have you been to the, did you go to the world cup at all?
0: yeah i went to the world cup and invitational and then i was not able to go to the most the most recent one
1: yeah so you you get a you get a grasp for probably what it was like but like uh for those that that haven't experienced an event like that like uh, it's 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 wild because your uh the energy of the audience dictates a lot of what like like what's happening right so like the finals in particular, they gave wristbands that like light up when people get eliminated and stuff like that. It was like so it like creates this like you see red on your wristband and you're like, who, who got eliminated? You know, and then you look at the screen, but like there's a roar that happens every time something goes down. And I think like that for me is really, really incredible. I've always had a hard time with how you broadcast uh competitive Fortnite. I, I think like, and this is this is maybe I, I think like this is an important voice for competitive people to hear because uh, a majority of people are 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 similar to me as like from a spectating standpoint. Like I'm just spectating it. I think like the hardest part for competitive is uh, getting people interested from just watching. Like if they're going through Twitch and they click it. And they don't know anything about Fortnite. It's really hard to be invested uh, to 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 somebody off the streets, which I, I think is a crucial element to drawing new audience and keeping that fresh and alive. But then also, if you are and you do know what's going on, uh, I don't care about the people that you are showing me. Sometimes, right? Like I, I I'm not there. Like, and that was what what was interesting about this this. This cup in particular you know people were there for somebody and when they got screen time people were like (gasps) (laughs) like freaking out right like and then they didn't do anything amazing they were just got screen time and i think like that is the the thing that i would advocate for for Fortnite is to develop a technology uh where uh much like on the screen and this is why it's such a fun spectating experience on the screen you have everybody's names up. And when they get eliminated, they get blacked out. And so when, you, when you're when you listening or watching a, a casting experience, uh, if the the caster says something, you might know they're out. Or if it's shown, you might know they're out. But there's people that are watching like clicks, 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 clicks. And they're like, they're trying to see if he's out or not because it's just a mess. And I think like the hard part about this is like, because it's a mess, I'm just so surprised that Fortnite hasn't tried to make a system where you you si- you simply boot up Twitch, you go to the thing, and then you just put a list of the people that you care about, from my favorite to least favorite, and then it the cast still gives you the audio of what's going on in the game. Like you're, it's the same cast, except your screen you can you can advocate for the World Cup screen or like clicks. And so if I'm just there for clicks, I get to watch him through the entire experience. And then when right when he gets eliminated, it takes me to the World Cup and go, also, you also liked Buga. Would you like to click Buga? And you go, yeah, Buka. So then it narrows down. And I think if we had something like that, like the technology side of that, it would make going to a match just much like the one I went to, where it was like, you get to see all this in real time. You get to see players kind of dip out. like. That is so much more exciting than watching it on Twitch. And I, I think, like, I, I hunger for that because I want competitive to succeed. But there are these cult followings that kind of carry a lot of the viewership. And I think if you gave that freedom to people that watch, when clicks goes out and I'm there for clicks and then I go, oh, shoot, who's this guy? Seti? Like, and I can click on him. I They now have a new fan, right? Because now I'm watching. Whoa, He's like way more proficient at this. Like I didn't know. Like the who is this no name? Like I've never heard of this person. And like if you can put a little like, this is who this person is, little bio vibe, and this is their Twitch, and blah 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 blah. Like it would only benefit, I think, the whole ecosystem. So that's something I like am pretty passionate about. If you can't hear over the comms here, but (laughs) I I do I do think like because of like the complexity of you know seventy people in an end game in a very small zone. it's it's really hard to stick with the person that you care about. And I feel like Fortnite has struggled in letting the audience know or understand these players. That's why we see these player bios. That's why we see like these video quips on uh, their their channel to kind of like advocate, like, this is who this person is. We're trying to tell this story and the casters do a great job of doing that as well. Um, But I do think like players just won't unless like they have the ability to kind of, like navigate it for themselves. But yeah. I don't know. What what are your thoughts with that? I, I'm kind of curious cuz like I, I come from like a let's go. I want to watch my team, you know, like I love football. I love Arsenal. I want to watch them. I, I, why are why are you showing me footage of something that I don't want to watch? I'm here for Arsenal. You know, like I'm curious of why that hasn't translated like really well into into this space.
0: So I can answer some of the questions. I can't answer all of them, yeah, cuz yeah, I feel yeah, similarly. Yeah. Um in certain respects so like me big nfl fan jets fan i live in north carolina jets are almost besides this year because we had aaron Rodgers, almost never on tv so like i always had to watch the local game which makes me hate the carolina panthers because i'm forced to watch them and besides like 2018 they've been terrible so Like, for me, I really wish I could just, like, pull up whatever game I want, and thankfully YouTube has it, so I can do that, right? I can watch whoever, whatever game. Um, And that similar experience, I think, would be awesome within Fortnite, where it's like, I go to the watch.fortnite.com, and I can literally click on whoever I want and follow their perspective. Now, the problem is the technology, there yeah. is a limitation on how many observers you could put into a game and still have decent performance. We saw on day mm. one of global championships, they forced more observers in than had ever been in a game. And the performance was terrible. So mm. it's like balancing how many perspectives you can get into a game yeah. and how many outputs you can actually show. Cause even from a background perspective of observing, you're going to have two drones at least. You're going to have one map. So that's three people that aren't showing a perspective and nine is typically the most that you want to put into a game. So that's Mm. six POVs. And then so you got to cut that down to four because when you change, it takes some time to load. You got to make sure you're showing the right perspective. So you really can only like, maybe it's an option, but you show four POVs at a time. And then you can click between those four POVs. Because yeah. right now, that, that would be the best that they could do for this kind of like perspective switching. Um, but ultimately, I would agree with you. I think it needs to happen. The observing yeah. tools need to get better to a point where you're able to do that. Um, yeah. Because if you're a fan of someone, say you like some player who's having a terrible tournament. They may never show up on the screen right like right. you may never see that person and you yep. may sit here for two hours and yep. probably not because you're not going to sit here and continue to watch if you don't see the person you want to watch but that is yep. going to then limit the growth and so on top of that i've always thought i believe it's a uh, league of legends that does like a beginner broadcast and then also like uh, hey here's advanced high level shit and breaking down, like, why these players are so good versus, like, hey, here's this person. They're building a box. The reason they're doing this is to protect themselves. (laughs) They're trying to put themselves in a position that's high enough to see other players as they rotate. So, like, those two would be almost perfect to offer that option, not, like, force one broadcast to be both because I don't think that works because then you isolate both sides to where they're, like, some points they don't get and you're gonna talk about things and not understand what is going on and then on the other side the hardcore competitive fans are like dude i don't need you to tell me what storm surge is yeah. for the 15th time in a three-hour broadcast and i feel like that does happen right is totally. sometimes unfortunately it's like you just hammer something home way too many times and it is what it is so From my perspective as someone that analyzes the game, I would love to see those tools because not only can I do a better job of explaining things, if I could literally go watch the perspective myself, I can bring new insights, new points, new value to a viewer, but also from just like a viewer's perspective, it would be so much better because when I watch Fortnite, I I don't like watching viewing parties because they jump from perspective to perspective to perspective. I like to follow a single story of a player so that way I can watch what's going on. That's me personally, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that wants to do that. And it's not specifically because I'm a fan of the player, but I, I like the continuity because Fortnite is not just like a simple game, each stage of the game really matters. And then as you progress through these points, you get to see all these little boxes. This person's checking off as we go through the game that then allows them to win or not win. Right. And you get to see
1: where that fails. So that's, um, it's that's my, my it, response. To I, your I, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I, I, I do think like Aussie antics and what he's doing is like hitting a need that, people have and it's funny because like like he's incredible at what he does but also he he hit a gold mine in some respects because like fortnite could have their own cast and it's like you're showing us everything professionally which is awesome but but i don't i'm not there for professional i'm there for my person like ultimately and so a viewer then goes over to ozzy and is like hey like how's so and so doing and then like he just goes in on that player and like listens to the the audience themselves like what do you guys want to see what do i want to see i'm going to inform uh what we all spectate together based off of that where i feel like in you know some of these really cool like world cup experiences it's like they're they're doing their best (laughs) don't get me wrong i i I, I, what it takes to do this is probably the most painful you could ever do in a broadcast but like the ability to hone in on all of the action points is impossible because of what happens in a game. Like there's a hundred players. And so why not just like let the player do that? Like the person that's watching, like it just seems like if, if the, we could develop a technology where if you have all of the players already and they are already experiencing the game and have it in front of them, record that screen, throw it onto Twi- Twitch, work with Twitch, work with YouTube, whatever, we have 100 screens and the broadcast, 101, right? and a map and whatever. Like, These are all of the things that we want a player to just go, I want to click here, I want to click here, I want to click here. I feel like that technology would kill it for a spectating experience. And I feel like that would advocate so much more for a player that doesn't know what's going on. You give them that that main screen. You give them that storm surge talk three times and you know, like that's them. You give you give a person that like really, really cares about specifics, you get Ozzy then on it, right? Like and he's Mm -hmm. like talking about what he sees. And so there's different casts that you can engage with. And I feel like to be able to capture the beauty that is this BR, like it's gonna take extra work. And Fortnite has that overhead. I just hope that one day we get to see something like that cuz i i do think i'm surprised at how like how little people are actually watching these events like i'm surprised and and typically speaking they use like you know like here's something that you can unlock uh you know like in your game if you watch it like there's a lot of incentive programs but i'm just surprised for how many players there are how little we get in a cast and I want that to expand, and I really truly think it's based off of these players, and like giving me the ability to to experience what I want to experience out of it. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. Those are I my hope thoughts.
0: That, yeah, I hope that happens, and I think Aussie genuinely, from someone that's on the broadcast, he does a better job of bringing in new viewers than the broadcast does, because. Right that interaction like you just mentioned if someone comes in and asks a question they don't know what's going on he's way more likely to answer that than us accidentally answering it because we're going to talk about it so yeah that's a really good point and i mean i think aussie's done a lot more for fortnite than people understand especially the competitive perspective uh he's him and then boop does it for like EU. there there's several different people uh timmy out in oce there's like everyone kind of has their niche for the different tournaments but super valuable i really appreciate those guys doing that um yeah legends for for you i know you mentioned the team coming up next is there anything else or not team uh yeah you say you're joining a team um Uh is there anything else that you kind of have going on that you may want to tease or share
1: yeah, um, I mean, obviously, with the stay tuned, you know, like, I can't say it's soon, but that we have plans, and we're working towards those plans, and we are going to deliver something that you have not seen yet in the game, and I'm very excited about those things. That's what I can say. Um, a lot of my attention will be directed towards that, so uh, streams and... Um, other other forms of content will slow a little bit which is an unfortunate reality when you are like giving it your all towards something when you have a vision that is very exciting um so th- there will be a lot of transition for me but also uh there's a lot of really exciting things too so like i still still am operating the app so if you're looking just to complete your stuff do it quickly uh i have a podcast as well called the unvaulted podcast where we kind of try to look at every gear of Fortnite, like every kind of piece that makes it work not just the competitive not just creative not just creators but like all of the elements and trying to put that together so uh that's that's really fun we're going to do our you know our season review which will be good um and then of course like we're we're on on twitch as well and 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 on Reddit, I'm actually. What's funny is, like, in 2000, I think 19, I was the most followed redditor Hmm. uh, underneath NASA and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they gave us awards at Reddit, which is so funny. It's like (laughs) who follows anybody on Reddit. So it's such an insignificant detail, but I was like, I kind of love this. Um, But yeah, so you can follow me on all platforms. Uh, I'd love to have a discourse if you're looking to get involved with creative in any capacity. I'm doing my best to support uh others that are also trying to do that because it is overwhelming it's like drinking from a fire hose at times so yeah
0: Yeah, very much so well thank you for coming on man i really appreciate you sharing your time make sure you go check out him on x squatting dog for Fortnite in the app store at the unvaulted podcast all that good stuff you want to watch him stream on twitch squatting dog as well um thank you for your time i really appreciate it yeah
1: no it's a great conversation love this and thank you for for bringing me on in this environment. I hope that it was like really exciting for those that are listening.
0: And if you are listening, thank you guys. Appreciate you as well. I can't do it without you, even though I probably would just if I could talk to people, it'd be a lot of fun (laughs) anyway. um, If you could, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, leave a comment down on YouTube and uh, look out for more from the 2023 competitive awards. We're going to be dropping some info soon. If you guys want to catch that, uh, it's comp awards, FN on X or Twitter. Uh, stay tuned. Cause I got some big things planned, but thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. Peace.
1: Much love.